August 2016, Menlo Park, California, Facebook headquarters. Instagram co-founders Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger are anxiously staring at a computer screen. They're about to do the tech equivalent of a heist. And this theft is happening in broad daylight. Krieger looks at Systrom. Okay, Instagram stories is live. Systrom immediately goes from relief to foreboding. They've just ripped off Snapchat's key feature, vanishing posts. With Instagram stories, users can post photos or videos that disappear after 24 hours. It would be an ingenious addition if they hadn't stolen it from Snapchat. The plagiarism is so blatant, they don't even bother to change the feature's name, stories. But Instagram's under pressure. Snapchat has won over Gen Z, those born between 1997 and 2015. And while Gen Z users want to freely share their antics and opinions, they don't want to leave a permanent digital trail for disapproving parents or future employers. They want those posts to disappear. It's the capability that launched Snapchat, after all. Instagram's still ahead with more than 300 million daily users compared to Snapchat's 150 million. But the top brass is badgering Systrom and Krieger to do whatever it takes to keep Snapchat in check. Depending on how you look at it, this steal was either bold or reckless. Systrom takes a deep breath before he picks up. It's Zuckerberg. Hi, Kevin. Do we know how Stories is doing yet? We've only just launched, so no numbers yet. But we'll let you know as soon as we do. He puts the phone down and rolls his eyes at Krieger. The feature has been live for exactly one minute, and Zuckerberg's already turning up the heat. The stakes are that high. For Zuckerberg, the success of this new app feature is personal. Three years ago, he tried to buy Snapchat for $3 billion, but its founder, Evan Spiegel, turned him down. Now Zuckerberg's determined to make Spiegel regret that decision. Zuckerberg's strategy? Beg, borrow, or steal to win. The phrase, don't be too proud to copy, has become a motto at Facebook. The press quickly calls foul. Uh Uh-oh. Mike, check out these headlines. Krieger starts reading over Systrom's shoulder. Instagram is a copycat and the internet is not pleased. Instagram stories are a near-perfect copy of Snapchat stories. Systrom shakes his head. I don't know what else we're supposed to do. Mark basically told us to copy Snapchat. Yeah, and uh, we need to stay competitive. Listen, if it works, it'll be worth it. Let's just see what happens. They've weathered pushback before. In June, people protested a new algorithm that rearranged the order of posts based on what the company's AI determined they would like. At first, people complained, but then they got used to it. With Instagram stories, the same thing happens. While the media fusses about Zuckerberg ripping off Snapchat, Instagram's users don't seem to care. Just two months after the launch, more than 100 million people are actively posting to Instagram stories every day. Stealing another startup's ideas has worked brilliantly for Instagram. And that will spell trouble for TikTok. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. 
and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S. And Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. From Wondery, I'm David Brown and this is Business Wars. In the last episode, we heard how Instagram's Mike Krieger and Kevin Systrom started working together and how ByteDance's Zhang Yiming got his start in China, working at startups before striking out on his own. Now, we pick up in 2016 with the explosive growth of Instagram and a new player on the scene, musically. This is episode three, Dance Dance Revolution. August 2016, Facebook headquarters in Menlo Park, California. Zuckerberg is sitting in a glass-walled meeting room known as the Aquarium. He rubs his eyes. He just got back from another trip to China. Facebook is blocked from operating on the mainland, so Zuckerberg's courting Chinese officials, trying to make inroads in a market with 1.4 billion people. He's even learning Mandarin. Meanwhile, Chinese entrepreneurs are taking ground in the U.S., The popular Shanghai-based app Musical.ly allows users to upload 15-second clips of themselves lip-syncing and dancing to songs. It already has 90 million users worldwide, and it's spreading like wildfire with a lucrative tween and teen audience. Some reports say more than 50% of American teens already have the app, and Zuckerberg wants in. He's arranged a sit-down with Alex Zhu, the app's Chinese founder. Zhu is in his late 30s with long black hair just beginning to show some gray strands. He's dressed in a simple sweater and jeans. Alex, it's so nice to finally meet you. Mark, it's a pleasure. Zuckerberg gets down to business. We're very impressed with how Musical.ly has grown, particularly with young people. Thanks. As I'm sure you know, most of our audience is between 13 and 20. Zhu knows that Zuckerberg is a kingmaker in Silicon Valley. He forked out a billion dollars for Instagram, and Zhu can smell the payoff. He's pitching him, but Zuckerberg doesn't need persuading. He sees how young people are ditching Facebook for hipper platforms like Snapchat, and he knows video is at the center of the appeal. An app like Musical.ly would be a lifeline. Well, we'd like to begin talking about what a potential acquisition would look like. That's a very exciting prospect. Why don't you come to our headquarters in Shanghai? That way you can see how we work. 
Zuckerberg makes the trip the following month, but a deal never materializes. While a tween and teen audience is attractive, Zuckerberg worries about coming under fire for collecting data without parental consent. Back in China, ByteDance founder Zhang Yiming is watching Zhu's rise with interest. He sees Zhu as a rival, cut from the same cloth, a Chinese entrepreneur who is making it big in America. Right now, they're competitors. But Zhu is someone Zhang would very much like to have on ByteDance's team. Zhang has steadily been growing his company. It's now home to a suite of apps, including Totiao, a news aggregator app with millions of users. Zhang wants to rule mobile, and he's willing to team up with Zhu to do it. September 2016, Beijing, China. A young man dances in front of his iPhone, which is playing a popular Chinese pop song. After 15 seconds, he picks his phone up and watches the looping image of himself. He adds two smiley face emojis to the video and selects a filter that gives the entire frame a rosy hue. Satisfied, he clicks Publish. This is his first post on Douyin. Douyin translates to shaking sound or vibrato, and it's Zhang's latest invention. With Douyin, Zhang is delivering content based on the same powerful AI algorithm he uses in Totio. But instead of news, the app lets people make and share short, bite-sized videos set to music. Silly videos of users singing, dancing, and messing around. Short-form videos are huge in China. All the major tech companies, including Baidu and Tencent, have short-form video apps. But Zhang believes people want the equivalent of video candy. No politics or bad news. He wants to offer them something fun and easy, like cute songs and dances. And Zhang has been paying attention to the lip-syncing app Musical.ly. It launched two years earlier and has since taken off. But his new app, Douyin, is extremely similar with full-screen videos. But the content expands beyond lip-syncing to include dancing and free-form silliness. To one-up competitors, he makes the videos high-definition. But Zhang isn't going to wait for Douyin to go viral on its own. March 2017, Beijing, China. An LED sign spells out Bite Dance in English and Mandarin characters on the face of a beige brick building surrounded by skyscrapers. It's after 8 p.m. on a Saturday, but inside, rows of engineers are still working quietly at their desks. A man gets up from his keyboard to grab the complimentary barbecue dinner. He passes a colleague in the hall and greets him by name. That's unusual in China, where employees normally address each other by their job title instead. ByteDance has adopted some of the trappings of American startup culture, but it mostly adheres to Chinese norms, like the 996 workweek. Employees known as ByteDancers work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week, and they're still on call even after those grueling hours. Zhang is no exception. Tonight, he sits in his office going over some paperwork. He's crossing the T's and dotting the I's on the final acquisition papers for Flippagram, an American short movie-making app. He's been on a bit of a shopping spree to grow his suite of products, thanks to a recent round of funding that raised a billion dollars. In just five years, the company has developed eight different apps. 
Right now, Zhang's focused on growing Douyin. Zhang gets a ping on ByteDance's internal messaging service. It's from one of his lieutenants. Aiming, we have an idea for a dance challenge on Douyin. What sort of thing? Remember Gangnam Style? How could he not? That outrageously popular Korean dance and song that was the first to grab one billion YouTube hits, proving dance videos can go viral and drive growth. Last year, hip-hop duo Ray Sremmerd's Mannequin Challenge had people freezing in positions like mannequins, and a dance move from the video game Fortnite called Flossing is beginning to pick up speed, too. The cogs are turning. Of course. Do we have a creator? Yes, a, a Douyin user has come up with a dance. Very good. Send me the video when it's complete. The next day, Zhang gets a link to a new Douyin post. He sees a slim Chinese woman wearing a gray t-shirt and shorts sitting on her bed. The camera is in selfie mode. As an upbeat soundtrack plays, she mouths the words and punches her fists at the camera in time to the beat, then cups her hands into a heart shape. Zhang is pleased. The dance is simple, short, and easy to recreate. He thinks people will copy it. But he wants to be certain. So he rejiggers the Douyin algorithm. The video shows up in millions of news feeds. And sure enough, soon users are recreating it. People start downloading Douyin so they can make their own version. As the dance spreads, Douyin catches fire in China. Within a year, it has 100 million users, nearly half the size of Snapchat. But it's only available in China. Zhang wants to take Douyin International. But he's got a problem. The name, Douyin. English speakers struggle to pronounce the Chinese syllables, and its translation, shaking sound, is hardly catchy. Then there's China's very strict censorship laws. Content moderators sweep the app constantly to make sure there's nothing that will offend the Chinese government. He knows he needs to make an international version free from any Chinese oversight, so he settles on the same concept, but with a different name. This time, he calls it TikTok. But he's got major competition. TikTok is a knockoff of Musical.ly, which has exploded in the U.S., Zhang knows Musical.ly doesn't have the algorithm he does. What Musical.ly does have are young influencers, known as musers, using its platform. Teenagers like Baby Ariel and Jacob Sartorius, who have millions of followers. These influencers keep teens coming back to Musical.ly. So, Zhang decides to copy Musical.ly's tactic. September 2017. A young man with shaggy brown hair and a hoodie stares at the camera in selfie mode and leans over to show a monkey on his back. Guys, look, I'm at this party. There's a monkey on my head. Oh my God. This is David Dobrik. The 21-year-old is not your typical Hollywood celebrity. He's unpolished and not movie star attractive. He's part of a new breed of social media influencers who've gotten famous from their antics on platforms like Instagram and YouTube and Musical.ly. Only now, Dobrik's getting paid handsomely by TikTok. He posts videos at a breakneck pace, jumping into a giant beanbag, firing a flamethrower at his friends, chasing his friend with a purple smoke bomb. They're all part of Zhang's larger strategy. 
With ByteDance now valued at around $20 billion, Zhang has money to blow. So to create buzz around TikTok's U.S. launch, he's poached musers like Dobrik to push the app to their followers. Dobrik posts links to his TikTok videos on Instagram and Twitter. Users who click the links are then prompted to download TikTok. Zhang has Musical.ly squarely in his sights. He wants to grow TikTok at all costs, and he's willing to shell out to do it. So, he takes a page from Zuckerberg's book. November 2017, Beijing, China. Zhang sits down with Alex Zhu, Musical.ly's founder. Alex, thank you for meeting me. Mr. Zhang, it's a pleasure. Uh, please call me Yiming. Zhang is far more informal than the average Chinese entrepreneur. He wears jeans to the office and likes to be called by his first name. He sees Zhu as a kindred spirit with his long hair and hippie flair. But while he respects his rival, Zhang's hungry for a deal that will neutralize musically. He doesn't want to waste time growing TikTok's users organically. Instead, Zhang's hoping to buy Musical.ly to acquire theirs. Look, I know you've had a lot of interest from other companies, but we're the most serious. We would like to offer $800 million for Musical.ly, and you'd keep your job running it. Zhu pauses. It's a life-changing number. He'd be teaming up with the biggest news aggregator in China and one of the largest startups in the world. Would you keep Musical.ly as a separate app or roll it into TikTok? And keep it separate for now. One day, when the time is right, we combine them. Zhu nods. It makes sense. He admires Zhang, a fellow Chinese entrepreneur who has built something truly original. Zhu puts out his hand. We've got a deal. Musical.ly now belongs to ByteDance, giving Zhang his first foray into the U.S. And it's a strong one. 60 million young American users. ByteDance is ready to take on the world. Zhang knows he'll have to face off with Instagram and its powerful CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. ByteDance may be getting ready to rattle Instagram's gates. But first, the photo app will have to face down trouble on the home front. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com slash support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. 
Before you invest, investor.gov. July 2018, Menlo Park, California. Systrom and Krieger are sitting in their trendy new Instagram offices, full of brightly colored walls and perfectly lit rooms put together by a Hollywood set designer. Their app just reached a whopping one billion users, but the pair has been butting heads with Zuckerberg over little things, like tweaks to the app and staffing changes. Instagram once operated separately from Facebook, but Zuckerberg has been slowly encroaching on their independence. Systrom looks at his phone. It's a news article about Facebook's latest earnings call with investors. Systrom scans the story and starts to fume. Mike, have you seen this article? No, what are you talking about? Systrom starts reading aloud. Here's a quote from Mark. This is rich. We believe Instagram has been able to use Facebook's infrastructure to grow more than twice as quickly as it would have on its own. What the hell? Systrom is furious. How dare he take credit for our one billion users? Yeah, we built that, not him. Amid Facebook's dropping user revenue and growth, Zuckerberg's highlighting the one bright spot, Instagram. The app has become a lifeline for Facebook, producing revenue that makes its $1 billion price tag look paltry. Some experts say Instagram is now worth $100 billion. Systrom and Krieger know that Zuckerberg underpaid. And to add insult to injury, Zuckerberg is publicly taking credit for their achievements. Zuckerberg asks one of his lieutenants to make a list of all the ways Facebook helped Instagram's growth, rather than the other way around. It seems like every day Systrom's on a new magazine cover or giving an interview taking all the credit. Zuckerberg's growing resentful. Just then, Systrom's phone buzzes. Hi, Kevin. I'm making some changes to the way Facebook funnels users to Instagram. Systrom is immediately suspicious. Uh, what kind of changes? Removing certain features, like allowing Instagram to import your Facebook friends and suggesting them as followers. And I'm taking away a shortcut to Instagram from within Facebook's app, that, that sort of thing. Systrom is usually mild-mannered, but now he's furious. He feels like he's being punished. Why would you do that? I need to protect the well-being of the Facebook app. So I need to concentrate growth there rather than funneling everyone to Instagram. You understand. But Systrom doesn't understand. He sends a memo to Instagram employees informing them of the changes and making it very clear he disagrees with Zuckerberg's actions. The move raises eyebrows among Instagram's employees. They're surprised Systrom isn't maintaining a united front. While Instagram is in turmoil, one of its biggest competitors also happens to be one of its biggest customers. In 2018, TikTok spends more than $1 billion to advertise on Facebook and Instagram. It's meeting its prospective users where they are, on social networking sites. Even if the strategy means lining the pockets of TikTok's rivals in the short term, Zhang is confident it'll pay off. In August 2018, ByteDance takes another step to stake out TikTok's supremacy. Less than a year after purchasing Musical.ly, 
ByteDance folds the app into TikTok. All of Musical.ly's user profiles are transferred over, and Zhu becomes its CEO. TikTok is officially a behemoth. Zuckerberg, meanwhile, had promised Krieger and Systrom they'd rule Instagram independently. But now he's gone back on that promise. And he's about to see the repercussions of his actions. In a big way. September 24th, 2018, Menlo Park, California. It's one of Systrom's first days back in the office after paternity leave. He and Krieger huddle over a laptop poised to announce a very important decision. Over the past three months, Zuckerberg's made unilateral decisions without consulting them. He's pushed through design changes the pair never would have allowed. He's even tested location tracking. It's the last straw. Krieger is nervous. He looks over Systrom's shoulder as Systrom reads aloud from the company blog post he's writing. We're planning on leaving Instagram to explore our curiosity and creativity again. So how does that sound? That's good. Krieger pauses. I can't believe we're actually doing this. Mark hasn't left us with any choice. It's not our company anymore. It's his. Yeah, you're right. Systrom half-suspect Zuckerberg has been trying to make his life hell so he'll resign. All right. I think it's good to post. Let's do it. With that, Systrom and Krieger quit. Through its acquisition of Musical.ly, TikTok now reigns supreme over short video, and Instagram is in trouble. On the next episode, Facebook mounts an attack with a copycat product. TikTok cements its place in pop culture, but faces a serious threat from regulators. From Wondery, this is episode three of TikTok versus Instagram for Business Wars. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. And to listen to episodes one week early, join Wondery Plus. You'll also find some links and offers from our sponsors in the episode notes. Supporting them helps us keep offering our shows for free. Another way you can support the show is by filling out a small survey at wondery.com survey and tell us which business stories you'd like to hear. A quick note about recreations you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they're based on historical research. If you'd like to learn more about Instagram, we recommend No Filter, the inside story of Instagram by Sarah Fryer. I'm your host, David Brown. Natalie Robomed wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Kate Young is our associate producer. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. For Wondery. Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Arisha. And we're the hosts of Even the Rich. So I want you to imagine... You're about to go on stage and perform in front of 30,000 cheering fans. You pop a cough drop, take some deep breaths, tell yourself, you can do this. And that's when your brother steps into your dressing room. He tells you the police are here. Either you clean up your act or you'll get arrested. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
But you just laugh and say, good, because the you in this story is Madonna. You're going to give the police a moment they'll never forget. Ooh, so what happens next? If you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the newest season of Even the Rich, The Making of Madonna. Follow on Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free.